Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about 2016. And I want to tell you that I am declaring 2016 the year of the great man. Now, you know that I use the phrase great man to describe uh, the kind of men that we're trying to build in these great man events that we have, that I'm trying to build in the books that I write. But my vision of manhood is what I call great manhood. It's a man who lives large. It's a man who lives invested in those he's responsible for. It's a man who connects with other men for the good of the community and for the perpetuation of righteous manhood. Uh, It's a man who uh, lives out to the edge and risks and uh, does the things that a man ought to do in pressing the boundaries and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that I teach. So that's my phrase, great manhood. And I have to tell you that as I watch the news today, as I watch what's going on in our society, uh, I am more aware than ever that great manhood and the mentor and teaching of great manhood is absolutely essential in our generation. I turn on the television and I see uh, misbehaving youth, shooting cops, uh, robbing, doing things that are destructive. And I think these guys have greatness in them. They've not been mentored. They've not had anybody challenge them. Uh, they lived boring little neighborhood lives. And then they wanted adventures and they wanted to challenge themselves. And they wanted to be men by some stupid definition of manhood as violence and criminal activity. And so they, they, they tried to go after their definition of manhood. And of course, it's going to land them dead or in prison. Uh, but that's what's going on. We've got, we've got little bands of, of wannabe uh, men, uh, wannabe gangsters killing cops. At the same time, we've got cops who are misbehaving um, because they haven't been mentored. They haven't been taught. They haven't achieved the principles of great manhood. Of course, I'm on the side of law and order. Of course, I stand with the police. But we've got a few misbehaving police out there, as we know of late, and that's caused problems. Then I watch ISIS on television uh, and pay attention to what's going on in the Middle East. As you know, I kind of specialize in that area. And, and And I'm keenly aware that what ISIS has done is radicalized a lot of late teen, early 20 something boys, filled them with bitterness, filled them with visions of violence, filled them with uh, weird Islamic heresies. I don't mean Islam as a heresy. I mean heresies within Islam about what they'll be promised in the afterlife. This is not Orthodox Islam. Uh, and then, of course, you know, these, so these kids will do all kinds of horrible things. ISIS has uh, murdered over, over 3,500 people since its inception just, just about a year, year and a half ago. And most of that has been done by teenage boys or early 20-something boys. And so there again, I look and I say, uh, the, the theme of great manhood, the theme of righteousness, uh, righteous manhood lived to the glory of God, the theme of, of manhood as character and protection and the banding together of men for noble purposes. All of that uh, is critical. I, I look at other things happening in our society. I look at the, uh, this recent situation uh, at St. Paul's School uh, where a young man was on trial for raping an underaged girl. He was 18. She was a new student, so she was under 18. And they had a tradition at this school, you know, of sort of, quote unquote, schooling the young and 
putting an older, an upper class boy with a with the underclass girl as sort of an initiation process. And of course, it often led to sex. In this case, there was an accusation of rape. I got to tell you, I watched that and I just want to scream, where are the righteous and great men? Where are the great men on that faculty? Where is the great man as a president? Where are the great men, where are the great men who are parents? No father, no true man would allow that to go on in a school that either his daughter or his son attended. I got to tell you, if my son was going to a school where he was paired up with an underclass girl, with the assumption, with the approval of the faculty, by the way, and the assumption that there was going to be some kind of initiation sex, I would storm into that place, take him out of that school if I had to. That's what men do. They prevent those situations from coming together. And the fact that this was a fact that this was a tradition of this school, a supposedly Christian school for a long time, I'm telling you what, these are for the most part, good kids who need strong men and women in their lives, urging them towards nobility. This is the grid through which I see the news. This is the grid that I'm, uh, I, I'm reading, uh, that, I, that I view things with as, as though I have sunglasses on and I see the world this way. I see young men shoot a policeman just yesterday. I'm recording this on the 2nd of, of September 2015. Just yesterday, uh, two kids in Chicago, maybe three, shot a cop, just absolutely walked up and assassinated him. Um, a few days before, an insane man filled a cop with 15 bullets and killed him at a gas station. It's going on all the time. And my constant cry is, where are the great men? We read about skanky girls. We read about the, uh, the, the, the deflowering of girls. We read about horribly sexual things happening among 13-year-olds in the back of movie theaters. Where are the men? Where are the fathers? Where are the great men? Where are the men who aren't even related to them, but simply stand up and say, no, this is not going to happen. You're better than that. I look at the world and I see the need for great manhood. I'm not talking about men who are dominating others. I'm talking about men who understand what manhood is, who understand how men are supposed to be pillars in society, who understand how one man living out a righteous code can radiate to hundreds of others and change lives, who understand how our society is missing great manhood. And I want to tell you that I'm making a little bit of a change in my schedule on what I do. Uh, Normally, I Split my time between Nashville and D.C. I'm always writing books. I'm uh, often overseas. I do a lot of consulting. But in 2016, uh, I really want to speak to men. Uh, I I am really laying laying out 2016 as a year to speak. Now I have a book coming out on uh, politics, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of press and be talking about that book a lot during the election cycle, and that'll just help us with this other cause. But in 2016, I want to speak to men. I'm putting together events. I'm urging others to put together events, and uh, I believe that for 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 my purposes, for what I'm devoting myself to doing. 2016 is going to be the year of the great man. Let me tell you a little bit of what I deal with as I go after this. I just wanted to give you a sense of what it's like a little bit behind the scenes. The the only organizations that really budget for and plan for events to extend manhood are, for the most part, churches. Think about it. For the most part, your public school doesn't. Uh, For the most part, uh, colleges, universities don't. Uh, For the most part, High schools, elementary schools don't, prisons don't, uh, most jobs don't, you know, even even businesses that do a lot of continuing education. Um, for the most part, the main institution 
that is planning for an enhancement, a programs of enhancement of manhood are churches. The problem is that they tend to do it in a, in a rather churchy way that doesn't engage men for the most part, tend to circle them up in the fellowship hall after some biscuits and gravy and put them in a circle and get them to talk about themselves. It's not the most effective way to go. And the other problem is that uh, the budget for men's ministry in most churches is very, very tiny. Uh, I've talked to pastors, I've talked to church boards in the last years who want to do big events and want to have their men impacted. And I'll say, well, how much have you budgeted? How much have you laid aside? You'll have a church with a budget of millions and they've laid aside a couple thousand for ministering to men. It's just not going to work. So in 2016, I'm challenging business leaders. I'm challenging schools at every level. I'm challenging, yes, churches. I'm not certainly not leaving them behind. I'm even challenging private individuals uh, to put together events uh, in which men gather and can be challenged to greater manhood. In 2016, uh, I will do events in the homes of wealthy men who have pulled together all of their fellow kind of business leaders, political leaders uh, into their home, put together some money um, to take care of me, uh, take care of the food and have a multi-night event in their home. Uh, there are, are schools, colleges that are having men's events um, and for the first time because they realize that a lot of what they deal with on campus, from inappropriate sexual activity to minor criminal stuff to just manners in the classroom to the safety and protection of women, all of that comes down to manhood. Uh, I'm doing it in some military situations. I'm doing it on some sports teams. Look at what the NFL is dealing with in terms of abusive women. Well, how about some righteous men on some of these teams? And so I'm talking to some NFL teams. It's not just about me and it's not just about what I do. But it is a, a need, a call, a, an urgency. We have to address righteous, noble, valiant manhood in more than just churches. And I say that as a guy who's a member of two churches. We have to begin to talk about it in our schools, in our businesses, in our communities. And the money is there. The venues are there. We can do this. So I'm challenging colleges and universities, schools of every kind, private individuals of means, um, every kind of organization to begin to think in terms of manhood, to begin to urge young men and older men to be true men. We're seeing tremendous things. This last year, I taught manhood in Singapore and Manila, all over the U.S. This next year, I'll be again in Asia. We're talking about uh, Europe. Uh, it's not about the Stephen Mansfield World Tour. What it is about is a generation that can be won back from some of its devastations by a strong emphasis on manhood. Now listen, I don't have any problem pushing on this a little bit because our times are desperate for it. We have a website, greatman.us, greatman.us. You'll see resources, materials. Uh, also, my personal website is stephenmansfield.tv. Contact us through that website. Talk to us about events you might want to be able to put together. Let's impact men in 2016. Uh, every pastor listing should be part of something like this, doing it in your church, doing it with a bunch of churches in your community, you college and university presidents, there's no reason not to have a great man event of some sort. Call it what you want and get good speakers in and do this thing. Do it on a faith basis. Uh, don't do it on a faith basis. We can, we can do it both ways. Other people do it both ways. There are fine speakers. I can help you think it through. But you need this on military bases. You need this in colleges and universities, businesses. You want to see productivity soar. Absolutely, there ought to be some events for the women, but you at your corporate retreat, 
have one track that is uh, a manhood, uh, completely about men and manhood and being men and what a man means and, and how to be great men in this generation and the power of manhood, the psychology of men, all that kind of thing. I'll tell you what, you will have a more productive company. So I'm not hesitating to push and say, we're doing this. Let us do it with you. 2016 is the year of the man. Contact us. The year of the great man. Contact us. And contact us through stephenmansfield.tv. And also check out what we do at greatman.us. Let's do this together. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.